Hello, everybody. This is Coach Bala here. Hope all of you are doing well. Oh, my goodness. You guys are already at the end of the third MISO cycle, which is a very significant milestone in our training journey. I thought we just started, you know, and we are here already. This is a very, very big achievement, folks. I hope you all remember when my when I said the first milestone is just 21 days. And we crossed that milestone with a flourish. We finished our first MISO where we just started getting prepared. Second MISO, we ramped up. And third MISO, we ramped up further. And we have ramped up so much that we have come to a point where we should take a little bit of a step back, which is the rest week. And rest week is upon us next week is rest week. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, in fact, we have this week's MQCs also about that. Let's, I'm um, looking forward to hearing more, uh, your, more of your thoughts. But guys, congratulations. Um, nothing but respect for all of you who have stuck to the program, who are doing this day in and day out, braving the heat and making things happen for yourself, for inspiring others, for your family. Uh, it's been a pleasure, folks. Congratulations. So in this uh, weekend message, I want to touch on few very important and practical things for all of us. And let me take that one step at a time, and then we'll go through this. Now, first of all, let's just recognize where we are in this journey. For the last almost 11 weeks, two weeks of rest and three meso cycles of three weeks each, we have reached the stage where we have been training in a very structured way for a very long time now. Now, as a result, there are a lot of changes your body has gone through. I hope you are seeing it. I hope you're feeling that there are some Maya runs you're feeling really good. And you're able to do some long distances. Every mile, you are, every day, you are actually increasing your distances or every weekend, you are increasing your maximum distance you have done. This is especially true for newcomers. And all for returning runners too, this is the maximum distance you have run for the season. You know, and every time you do that and you push the to the bar to the next level, your body is undergoing tremendous change. Cardiovascular, musculoskeletal, mental strength, everywhere these changes are happening. So the first thing that one of the NQC questions I'd asked you last weekend was that when is the training effect actually happening? So let me uh, do a double click on that. Now, when I say training effect, what I really mean by that, physiologically is something like this, that you put your body and mind in a controlled stress situation, which is what the training is all about, which is what the various runs and strength trainings are all about. And when you do that, there is a little bit of damage that has happened to the body. You remember the fit equation I had mentioned, frequency, interval, and time between runs. So there is a, uh, you know, there is an impact to your body and there is a return positive return because of this controlled impact. The impact is your muscle fibers get stoned at a micro level. Your joints get a, joints and ligaments get a little bit impacted. 
you know, mentally also you're a little bit drained, so to speak, right? But that is the sort of the cost part of the equation. And the return of the equation is the training effect. And the training effect, really what it is, is your body is now thinking, hey, I got this little bit of an extra stress that for some reason my body was not prepared or we were not prepared to take this on in our stride. So I need to do something to sort of strengthen it so that next time when that happens, I can take this better. That is really what is happening. That reaction from your body to prepare itself for a similar stress is what is called the training effect. That is in core how we are training your body and how 16 weeks ago you were able to do only a couple of miles. Suddenly after 16 weeks, you're able to do 10K, half marathon, and full marathon. The reason is your body is getting trained in a structured, systematic, and increasingly uh, stronger way. So that is training effect. And that is what we're shooting for. And that is why we have a structured training program. We don't overstress it. We want to make sure that the body doesn't go in a shock. The body actually goes in a state of improving itself because it feels that I can manage that. Yeah. And I mentioned it in my previous messages. The way body reacts is that when you give a 10% more stress than what it is used to, I'm talking about physical and mental stress, the body not only gets itself ready to accept the 10% more, but it also sees that, okay, I got 110%. I, I don't want to be ready for just 110%. Let me be ready for 115%. That extra 5% improvement is the additional reserve it builds, whether it is in terms of extra muscle fibers, whether it is in terms of opening up more you know, uh, vascular uh, routes to the muscles or the blood vessels gets routed, whether it is heart getting better in pumping, multiple things, creating uh, these mitochondria. Uh, on the cells, the the energy source in the cells, metabolic uh, rate gets better. So there are, as I said, if you remember my uh, first uh, weekend message, it is an inside-out transformation that is taking place when I say this training effect. So there is all of that happening. And as a result, the training effect is what we are shooting for and it is slowly increasing and this is it's uh, uh, you know uh, day by day we are building on each of uh, last day's training effect or the last week's training effect so the question that i'd asked you is when is this training effect happening and the answer folks some of you already talked about it the answer is when you are resting only when you are resting the body is able to have the energy and the time to mend itself and provide the training effect. Or in other words, the actual training effect takes place between runs. You know, if you come back to that fit uh, uh, equation, frequency of runs, interval uh, of runs, and then the time between runs. The time between runs, if you do this continuously and you're constantly stressing your body, especially for new runners, you are only injuring your body and you're not really allowing the body to deliver the training effect. So I hope you get that point. So that is why, folks, rest is very important. Sleep is very important. Having a routine when you're running is very important. And that's why we run only for four days in a week. That's why we don't run uh, six days in a week or even seven days in a week. Advanced runners can do that. 
you know, you might ask me then, how come advanced runners are doing? Are they not getting any training effect? The answer to that is they are so well trained that the body is able to recover between runs in 24 hour period. That means I run today. I'm an advanced runner. I run today. And then I go back and take rest and do all the things that is needed. And the next run is 24 hours from now. That gap is sufficient for the body to do, uh, to deliver on the training effect. But for non-advanced runners, like most of us, we need a little bit more time. You know, that is why we have four days and three days in between, spurs in between for the training effect to happen. Now comes the rest week. Now the rest week is a very runner's high tradition. The rest week um, is something that we inculcated, we, we inculcated right from its beginning. And the goal of rest week is basically taking this idea of rest to a large, to a slightly more expansive definition, which is we want to provide a gap for our runners, gap from this continuous schedule of 9, 10, 11 weeks you have done till now, a gap from that monotony and give yourself one week of time to just relax, to give your body and mind at the tender loving care that uh, your body and mind deserves. So we have this one week in which is our next week, which we call it the rest week, part of the training program, wherein you are expected to do nothing. How cool it sounds. You are expected to just chill, relax, catch up on all the weekend messages, catch up on other things in life, just go for a small walk if you want to, go and do some massages, tend to some pains that you might have accumulated over the last 9-10 weeks. And just relax and then come back fresh for the final business end of the training program, the peak MISO, which is the three weeks after the rest week where the training distances are at its peak. You, you sort of climb the summit, so to speak, in the training journey, which is a hard last three weeks. Just so you know, in peak MISO, the percentage of total runs that you would do for the entire season, almost 30% of that is concentrated on peak miso. Or in other words, you have a lot of running to do. So it's like slingshot, going back a little bit, collecting the energy, allowing the body to recover and nicely, your mind just gets rested and then boom, sling goes up. You finish your peak miso, get to the race day, finish your race day and you're done. That is how you need to think about it. So looking forward you should all look forward to the rest week that is coming up next week. After your long run, one week, book a massage session somewhere, maybe a couple of massage sessions for the extra time that you have. Just enjoy that massaging. Wherever there is a pain, just relax it. Um, those of you who have already missed one week here because of travel, you can sort of catch up on the rest week, talk to your coaches. And... Ensure that you think of training and rest week as a rest week and not just another training week and succumb to the impulses of going and running again. You're just not allowing the body to recover. That's really what it is. And let me tell you, in rest week, we past experiences, people have told me it is not easy to just take rest. They feel that they are missing out on the running. They are missing out on the training that they've got. They feel that they might lose out the the the, the uh, impact of training that they've had in the last uh, 10, 12 weeks. Trust me, it will all come roaring back. Your body will thank you for it. Okay, Just focus on rest. 
just focus on rest you realize how much running has become part and parcel of your of your lifestyle that you should feel proud of yourself that not running is actually making you feel little down you are not getting that runner's high so to speak okay so that is rest week uh let me look at my look at the calendar real quick so the rest week is going to be from the september 3rd to the september 9th okay complete rest and then from september 10th the peak meso starts till the end of the september that is september 33 more weeks and then october week of october 1st and october 8th will be what is called as a taper week which we'll talk about it a little bit more and then october 15th is rhwb race day and end of season which i want all of you to come whoever can come especially non new jersey folks don't think that's only for new jersey lots of non new jersey folks come and join us they come meet fellow runners enjoy the celebrations meet all of us all the coaches are going to be here this time they're going to travel they're starting a new tradition where our race day is when all of us will come and meet so it's a good time for you to meet your own coaches as well and uh, you know uh, take some nice pictures uh, enjoy the day uh, it's a fun family kind of an event our race day october 15th we'll open up registration shortly also at the end of ra- uh, rest week which is and looking at the calendar again around the 8th friday most likely we will do the interim state of the union another tradition where we uh, we have a a, a one hour or so uh, zoom call where all the coaches will be there it will be a webinar where we look back at the journey thus far and be ready for uh, what's coming up how to think about peak meso and the race day some uh, connect direct connect with the coaches will happen it's another tradition we have been doing it for all seasons an interim state of the union meeting and the final state of the union meeting after uh, our races are over so all these things are coming up guys on the rest week next week a state of the union next week race day october 15 the t-shirts have been ordered i hope most of you have ordered we got about 300 or so uh, t-shirts that's only about 40 50% of the total not sure why the rest did not order uh, but i hope uh, you guys uh, you know make sure that you are part of it i hope it was not because of forgetting to order i hope that's not the case but uh, those of you who ordered uh, i mean it's going to be a beautiful t-shirt print t-shirt uh, a lot of people have uh, really liked uh, the design and i'm hoping that we'll get our hands on it shortly uh, expected timeline is around middle of next month so that's on the rest day now let me talk about an another portion that we are another portion of this training journey that we all should start focusing on now especially for full marathon runners and even to a large extent half marathon runners as the training distances increases i say that we are now getting into what is called as the long distance range okay what i mean by that is that around up to around 1 and 1/2 to 2 hours of running the energy that is available to power your runs is through this thing called glycogen now glycogen think of it as a easily available uh, energy source in the body think of it as like for those of you the computers which most of us are think of it as a ram memory you know a memory that is not in the hard disk it's just easily available for the computer to you know quickly store and delete and you know uh, store some more information easily accessible random access similar to that is glycogen 
it powers the requirement of energy without many without much fuss that's what is glycogen or in other words the energy source is not the source that is supposed to be there which is all the fat that is stored in our body and our body is able to burn that fat and give you energy it's not happening so glycogen is available typically between one and a half to two hours. That's the store. That's the, the memory of RAM that is available. So when you start running more than one and a half, two hours, you are really getting into a long distance range. What that means is the energy source that was powering your runs thus far in the training cycle is depleted or not available. This point where the energy source stops being available is also called as bonking. Bonking is when mentally you are ready, but you just don't have the energy. Now, when you don't have the energy, you suddenly get that feeling that, hey, you feel like you're just like, you know, crumbling. Uh, nothing happens. You know, typically mile 20 for many full marathon is bonking zone. And I'll tell you why it is not two hours. It's a little bit more than two hours in full marathon. Or uh, in half marathon, that's around the two hour mark or a mile 10 mark, okay? So um, we should know that this phenomena is happening. So because of this, we need to do something to make sure that you are on top of that. Likewise, water is also, you're also losing a lot of water through sweat. Even if it doesn't show up as sweat, even if it's a dry climate, water is evaporating in the body because that's how body cools itself. That is why human beings or the apex predators compared to other mammals because of a sweat glands. Our sweat glands are able to keep our body cool while in motion, while uh, uh, other mammals, they have to stop after a point of time because they don't have sweat glands. So that's why, you know, in those old prehistoric days, uh, human beings, even though they were the smallest, they were able to hunt because they keep running behind animals for a long time and animals have to stop for cooling down. We don't have to and we just go catch up and then take them. That's how it happened. So that's why we are the apex predators. Of course, our brain is also uh, you know, there. So because we lose water, that's, a, that's, a nat that's nature, we need to replenish water. But what is more important is we are losing salt along with water. Now, when you lose salt along with water, there is an electrolyte imbalance that is happening in your body. Salt imbalance especially. So, these are the things that are happening. Your energy source is depleting. Your uh, water is depleting or, you know, sort of imbalance. More importantly, your salt is depleting in your body as you go into the long distance range. Okay. And your muscle uh, fibers are getting torn a lot more than what you would have if it was just a mile run. So these are all the things that are happening. So as you enter the long distance range, the 15 mile range and 17 miles for full marathon, which is what is happening this weekend for many of you, you can't just take it as, you know, business as usual and do the same thing. That's not how, uh, that's not smart and that's not structured training. So I want you to uh, follow the these simple things that I'm going to tell you. First thing, let us ensure that the glycogen is not finished in two hours, but sort of extended to more than two hours. The way you do that is you supplement it with additional energy source that is easily available somewhere in the middle so that you, you're sort of adding some RAM memory, so to speak. Yeah. So how you do this is every three to four miles, Start having gels. Gel is a hundred ca calorie 
uh, vegan gels are available if you if people don't want to take any uh, you know uh, uh, what should i say uh, non vegan uh, kind of gels you have that it takes about 30 minutes for when whatever you had to you know really available for you for your running as uh, uh, for your running so even when you are energetic it's not like you have gels only when you are completely exhausted that's losing the point you know you are just adding to the ram memory it is not like instant so you start one gel before the run have a gel around mile 3 mile 4 and every 3 miles you keep having till you know 6 miles before the end of the run typically or in other words if you're going for a 18 mile run try to have gels every 3 miles up to 12 miles when you do that irrespective of whether you feel exhausted or not that's the key point when you do that essentially you're adding to the energy resource of glycogen thereby you are extending the glycogen uh, availability zone and hence you are able to power your runs better don't think that oh my god i'm having gels that means you know i'm not losing fat and uh, that means you know i'm like uh, wasting why am i not burning the calories you know those are all good thoughts but your body needs to get trained to it you know if your body gets into the bonking state it's not as if it has got ability to burn the fat it will just start shutting down it will go into the state of shock so anyway you will not be burning your fat you only burn fat when you, you when you, that energy pathway is being trained by your body to burn fat as and when it is required and the only way you do that is you keep at it you know and for you to keep at it you have to be in that aerobic zone you have to be in the training zone and gels actually help so don't think that having gels means you are not burning fat which is a common philosophy uh, fallacy when you have gels you are actually extending the zone of aerobic uh, kind of a zone where a training zone essentially increasing the pathway ability of your body to create these pathways energy pathways from fat at some point so think like that so gels are important that's the first thing you got to start doing shortly it is also good that you do it because you got to get trained for doing this for race day race day you should have it you know you should definitely have it in race day so you get used to doing that so that is one the second thing is water now by now i'm assuming that you have understood how much water your body needs during running your run in summer yeah so i'm sure you would have got that uh, thing so don't run 2 hours without water i've had questions like can i start having water and i'm saying no 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 there's no can i you are supposed to have water so you should do have a system every 2 miles every 3 miles you know typically on a race every 2 miles you have a um uh, a station so just mimic it every 2 hours take a like a small swig of water you know you don't have to like fill it up don't have too much water because that's also not good i'm talking about like how much of water you lost you just replenish it maybe like a half a well like three fourth of a cup of water that's more than enough every two miles you do that that is that is more than enough that keeps you in the hydration so then comes salt now this is a learning i've got guys which is personally also was a very very uh, eye opening thing till now i thought you know having gatorade or whatever little salt, gel salt is enough to sustain it but then very soon i learned it from a good analysis paper and i also talked to my senior coach sherry that you lose a lot more salt than what these gels or gatorade can give you there is no correlation i'm like talking about you have like three full bottles of gatorade it will still not uh, ma- match to the the amount of salt that you are losing or in other words you are fast getting into the salt depletion zone 
Now, what is the problem with salt depletion? You might ask. The, the, the interesting thing, which I related to very well, and I hope you will relate it to is the salt content, the right salt balance in your body, potassium and sodium especially, is required for the nerves to pass the signal from one neuron to the next neuron. The salt is required for that conduction of that electricity, that impulse from brain to the muscles and muscles back to the brain. That conduction of this impulse is for it to do this in a great way, you need the salt in the body. Now, when salt depletes, really what is happening from an engineering way I can explain to you is that this conduction of signal is sort of hampered. It's getting uh, interrupted. So what? What is happening as a result, you might ask? Let's come back to running. What? Okay, this is happening in the body, but so what? So what is this, folks? As you are running, the activity of running is happening because of contraction and expansion of muscles. That's really what, that is what muscle, that's how muscle is sort of powering your run, walk, any muscle activity. Now, this contraction and expansion of muscle is not just done by itself. It is all controlled by our brain. And the brain is sending that electrical impulse to various portions of your muscle fibers to contract, expand, contract and release, contract and release. It's all con uh, done through that muscle, uh, the signals from the brain. Or in other words, if the signal doesn't reach properly, the muscle doesn't contract and release, contract and release. It might just contract and then the signal doesn't come to release. So it keeps being contracted for some time. Okay. Now, it is, think about a, a, the system imbalance where you are supposed to contract and release, you know, uh, especially you're running in my 10, my 12, you are supposed to like do this in a very, um, you know, uh, systematic and con continuous way because you're powering your long run. And that is when salt is depleted. Or in other words, the 100 units of signal that is supposed to come from the brain, only 50 units are coming to the muscles. So what is happening? Muscle is becoming erratic. Or in other words, Muscle gets the signal to contract, it contracts. But for some reason, the signal to expand hasn't come back or release hasn't come back because of the salt deficiency. So it remains in contraction. Because it is remaining in contraction, the brain is thinking, hey, maybe I didn't send the signal properly to release the muscle. So it sends a little bit more signal. Or in other words, there is a signal overload. So by the time the, 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 you know, the, the accumulated signal comes back, suddenly it expands. And so it starts, muscle starts completely erratic behavior. What am I explaining to you guys? What is really happening? What are you, how are you feeling? You are getting into the cramp zone. You get it? Isn't that a aha moment? Cramps, what is happening? You're suddenly your muscle is contracted and it's not expanding and you're having extreme pain. It's a common problem for long distance runners in the long distance range where cramp happens. People think muscles are weak. That's why cramps are happening. No. It is signal imbalance that is taking place that is creating this cramp. Or in other words, the core problem of that is salt, um, should I, uh, salt uh, uh, imbalance. So folks, the solution is quite easy though. You need to start having salt tablets. There is no two ways about it. I've talked to a lot of doctors. Having salt tablet is totally okay because if there is excess salt, the kidney will take it out. So it's not like, you know, suddenly you're having some too much salt, high blood pressure, that type of issue. Don't worry about that. There's nothing got too much salt here. So my suggestion is very simple. I've tried everywhere. Beautiful results. 
every three miles, I take one salt tablet. Go to Runner's Eye uh, Gears homepage, a uh, Gears page. I have one blog post on salt, which one to buy, how much, etc. Just buy that, start doing three to four miles, one salt tablet, especially when you're doing long runs. See, when you're doing up to 10 miles and you're finishing a run within two, um, within two hours, it's okay. Because whatever excess, excess salt you have, it's by the time it gets depleted, you're still okay. I am talking about long distance range, longer than 12 miles, when this deficiency of salt creates a lot more issue and creates this cramping and you want to cut it off right at the source, the reason why all these cramping happens. And then you are able to power your runs with the other RAM, uh, uh, what should I say, additional energy, glycogen energy, uh, uh, logic that I've said, which is about gels every three months. So in summary, folks, Long distance range is about running more than two miles, two hours. And when you do that, you want to make sure you do this scientifically, not just go and brute force it. And the scientific way of doing it is provide additional glycogen source through gels every three miles. Start with, and they're up to six miles before the end of the distance. So if you're running 15 miles, keep having every three miles up to nine miles and so on and so forth. It takes about 30 minutes or so for the gels to actually be uh, provide the energy for that is needed for you. So you have to take one right at the beginning too. The idea here is keep supplementing the glycogen reserve so that it doesn't get exhausted. Uh, it doesn't, you know, we don't go run out of it and then you start bonking. That's the idea. The second thing is swig of water every three miles or every two miles, that eight station uh, logic. Uh, third is salt tablets. Very important to avoid cramping in long distance range. So make sure you have it three to four miles. I suggest in my full marathon, I normally take about five to six salt tablets. It works beautifully. I'm telling you, oh my God, it has changed the way I experience my full marathon. So uh, do all of that. You are now beginning to enjoy the long distance range. Then comes post long runs. You want to make sure within 45 minutes to an hour, you got to have some protein shake. Because all these fibers, it's uh, don't quote me on exact numbers, but it is told that 80% of the muscle fibers that are torn gets mended in the first one hour after the run. Or in other words, you need some proteins for the, uh, to aid the proper mending of these muscles. So come back, have a nice milkshake, treat yourself to a good milkshake with that protein uh, um, scoop. Have it, it'll only get the recovery done very well. So that's what I would say, folks, on how to deal and manage with the long distance range runs. And when you do all of this, you begin to realize that the strong, uh, uh, you know, the, the training effect that you have built over time is now you're in a very scientific way, zoning it in such a way that it starts giving you the long runs that we really are training for here. Okay, hope all of that makes sense. Enjoy the rest week that's coming up. Don't think of it as some, you know, wasted training week or something. It is part of the training week. Ensure you give sufficient TLC for your um, body, tender loving care for your body. Catch up on all the messages if you haven't. So I ideally, I hope you are, you are seeing my messages in time. Otherwise, it's pointless. I hope you are doing that. If not, at least catch up by rest week. I hope you're looking at the metric stash we all have given you to give you some feedback on how your training is going on. A link has been provided in the coach corner. Take a look at that. Just see where things are, what you can do. Plan it out for the peak Mr. cycle post race day. We'll be sending out the, the, the race day registration, October 15th, which is Sunday. Even if you're uh, selected for other races, you should always come and run with us. Be, be with the 
group, look at your friends, connect with the, so many people that you probably just heard the names of. All our coaches will be there. It's a good party. It's a good vibe. It's a beautiful setting. Fall run. Our course is just absolutely incredible, let me tell you. Um, so do all of that good stuff. And then um, let's take this home with the Peak Miso cycle that's coming up shortly. Congratulations again, folks, for uh, where you are. And uh, let's keep this going. Thank you. Take care.